0: I was just wanting to share with you today um, a little more on what I began on Friday night. Many of you were here. I began talking about connection and what it means to have a connection with God and to connect with him. And so let's just pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to help us. Father, we say thank you. God, you're so kind. You're so wonderful. Lord, we thank you for your grace. And we thank you that you are so patient with us. Lord, that you're consistently reaching out to us. God, and we thank you, Lord, cause us to have responsive hearts. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see what you're saying and what you're doing. God, we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would stir us up. Lord, that you'd help us recognize what you're saying, that you'd give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Well, as many of you will know, I have been... Uh, working my way through the book of Luke these past eight weeks and just really just taking a chapter a week. Um, Wasn't intending to do that, but it's just so rich. The book of Luke is so rich. Anybody else found that? It's just like, oh, it's just too good to move on too quickly. I've been reading it uh, this time in the Passion Translation and looking at all the footnotes. It's just rich and delicious. And sometimes we can rush through a little bit in our reading and and miss through familiarity uh, the revelations that the Lord wants to bring. The word of God is living. It's active. And there's daily bread that God has got for you every single day. Like you personally, daily bread for you every day. But I think sometimes we miss it because we just can, through familiarity, just sort of uh, not recognize the dinner bell that's ringing as you're reading it. It's like God's ringing a dinner bell as you're reading and he's waiting for you to say, I'm going to go and eat that. Let me just stop. I want to just, I want to unpack that. I want to eat it and I want to to enjoy it. So I, I do encourage you. He's laid a banqueting table before us in the presence of our enemies. Hallelujah. His invitations are all around, but he's waiting for those who will turn aside and listen. Just like when Moses saw the burning bush. He didn't just run home and say, Hey, honey, guess what I saw? I saw this bush and it was burning, but it wasn't being consumed. Isn't that amazing? He didn't do that. When he saw it, he actually turned aside to have a, have a better look, to really give it his attention. And when he gave it his attention, he, he was commissioned by God into a new season. And, you know, I believe that we need to be careful to not just in this season that there is such an outpouring happening to recognize the dinner bells that are ringing in the different invitations that we've seen. I mean, you can look at this magnificent painting that Donna's just done, and you can go, oh, isn't that lovely? Or you can hear a dinner bell ringing, ringing and go, what are you wanting to say to me, God? What do you want, what's the invitation that you want me to come into? You can hear a good message, and you can go, yeah, that was a good message. Or you can actually take it and go, okay, God, my heart's resonating on the inside. How do you want me? How do you want me to respond? I want to connect with you in that word. So I was reading um, uh, the other night from Luke 8, and I want to go there again if we can. Hallelujah. And I was reading about the story of the woman with the issue of blood. So if you want to turn in your Bibles, you can do that. I'm going to read from the Passion Translation today. Hallelujah. So that might be, um, if you don't have that, you may want to just listen. Thank you, God. We listen to... I read lots and lots of different translations. So um, I've got like 14 different Bibles on my iPad that I, I look at different versions because we read a translation of another language. And there is no English version that completely encapsulates... The, the original languages. So don't get too precious about your translations. Some people back their translations like they back a football team, you know, ha-ha, only this for me. And it's like, mm, you, might, might, you might be missing out. So do encourage you to investigate uh, possibly a range of different translations and then to look it up in the Greek and the Aramaic and, and just that you can look at, you can get Strong's apps that you can download and just study it out because it is... So, so exciting. Hallelujah. We're going to look at verse... Hallelujah. Where am I? I'm going to go a bit further. We're going to have a look at verse 43. The story is that Jesus was on his way. Uh, he was walking and there was a crowd of people around him and Jairus had come and said please will you come my daughter's really sick and so Jesus had said okay I'm on my way and he was making his way there are people crowding all around him and in verse 43 it says in the crowd that day was a woman who had suffered greatly for 12 years from slow bleeding even though she had spent all that she had on healers she was still suffering pressing in through the crowd she came up behind Jesus and touched the tassel of his prayer shawl instantly her bleeding stopped and she was healed hallelujah jesus suddenly stopped and said to his disciples someone touched me who is it while they all denied it peter pointed out uh, master everyone is touching you trying to get close to you the crowds are so thick we can't walk through all these people without being jostled jesus replied yes But I felt power surge through me. Someone touched me to be healed, and they received their healing. When the woman realized she couldn't hide any longer, she came and fell trembling at Jesus' feet. Before the entire crowd, she declared, I was desperate to touch you, Jesus, for I knew if I could just touch even the fringe of your robe, I would be healed. Jesus responded, beloved daughter, your faith in me has released your healing you may go with my peace. Hallelujah. A beautiful, beautiful word. And we love the word of God. But there's many things that could be said about this wonderful story. But as I was reading that the other day, the Holy Spirit just really began to challenge me. I I looked up in uh, the footnotes there in the Passion Translation and Brian Simmons points out that the, the tassel of his robe, the The tassel of the prayer shawl was actually symbolic of the promises and the commandments of God. And as she pressed through to touch the hem of his robe, she was connecting with a promise. She was connecting with the word of God. There was a whole crowd of people who believed in Jesus, who were excited about him, were seeing the miracles happening. But one person actually intentionally made a connection that saw power released and the promise come about. You know, we can be in the crowd celebrating what's happening, listening to the testimonies, celebrating God. We can be in worship. Saying, Isn't this great? Oh, didn't you love the mandolin and the, the cello? I mean, it's just awesome. I love being in the house with my family. This is awesome. And that's all really, really good. But there will be some people who will be there. I've been there. Yeah, we, I was there. It was awesome. Wasn't that great? It was a great message. It was a wonderful time of worship. Heard great testimonies. Felt really loved. And there's others who will have had an encounter with God in the worship or through the message. Because there is a difference between being part of the crowd and being one who is intentional to connect. God's looking for us not to get caught up in just what we're seeing because there is so much that's happening right now. The Holy Spirit's at work and doing wonderful things but he wants us to be deliberate to be making that connection with him. You know, I know myself, it's so important to me, worship. The reason we really prioritize worship in our house is because I myself was converted in worship. I knew about Jesus. I believed in him. um, But I got real with him one day as a teenager, and I just said, Lord, I can't see you, and I don't know you. I'm lifting my hands like everybody else, but it's really hard just to sing a song and sing about you, sing to you when I I can't see you and I don't know you. Help. I just got really real with him. And as I did that, he did help. And all of a sudden, the eyes of my understanding were enlightened, and from that moment on, I was different, and I never backslid. Whoa. Ah, there you are. (laughs) you're real now it doesn't have to be i'm a seer so i have i i see visually but no, it doesn't have to be a, a, a visual thing god wants you to have a connection that is real in the way that he has made you but the bible tells us if you seek you will find Knock and the door will be open to you. And if you are seeking God, I want to know you. I want to know the reality of who you are. He will make himself real to you. A knowing will come into your heart that you know that you know that you know that you know. Yes, I just don't know about you. I know you because I know you. Your spirit's made you real to me. Just like Peter had that revelation when Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And they said, oh, they say this, they say that. And he said, but who do you say I am? Peter goes, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood hasn't revealed this to you, but my father in heaven. He had a connection. And God is looking. I mean, I think of that painting in the Sistine Chapel with Michelangelo, that Michelangelo did of, of Adam and, and God. God is looking for you to have a touch point with him every day where you, where you know you connect. I'm connecting. I don't want to just be around you. I want to be connected. Hallelujah. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is wanting to really stir us up to realize this. I think of the story of Mary and Martha. And I I feel for Martha. When you read the story in Luke 10, you can see that Martha was actually the one that was inviting Jesus to stay at their house. It was her house, actually. And um, so she was responsible. She was the one responsible to feed them to make sure that the bed was ready and that the lamb roast was in the oven. I mean, Australianize it. And I, I can relate to that because I feel like if I'm invited someone to my house to have a meal and to stay the night, I am actually responsible to make sure that there's clean sheets on the bed and that, you know, the roast goes in the oven and the veggies get chopped up and put in the oven. And, but I would be really frustrated if Jesus was in the living room talking to the rest of the family and I was in the kitchen having to put the roast on, like seriously, would really upset me. So I thought, I thought about this. I thought, what would I do? Because i got to eat. I, I would probably, yeah, probably have gone out. <laughs> probably have called Domino's. But, or <laughs> I would have said, hey, you guys, can you come into the kitchen? And I just wanted, I don't want to miss out on any of the conversation and, and got the roast on while I was talking to them. i like, we can leave all the rest for later. You can all help me make the bed later. <laughs> But I think about it and I think Jesus had something to say when Mary was at his feet and Martha came in and said, can you not tell her to help me? She would have felt frustrated that she was missing out. But Jesus said to, to Mary, she has chosen the better part. Martha, you're worried about many things. But he says, she's chosen the better part and it won't be taken away from her. What was happening is that Mar- Martha was... In the crowd, but Mary was making a connection. And God is looking for us to be careful to not miss out on the connection that He wants you to make with Him every day. It's easy sometimes, the book of James, chapter 1, says, we know that this in verse 22 be hearers of the word, be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. It is easy to actually deceive yourself into thinking that you are living the abundant life when, in fact, you've fallen back into a crowd mentality and you're not actually connecting in reality with all the promises and all the table that's been made available to you. You see, I believe the Holy Spirit's stirring us up right now to recognize that he is wanting us to awaken to all that's been laid before us. And he wants us to start to connect with the word of God. He wants us to actively start to make a connection where we will press through the crowd. We'll determine in our hearts, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to touch him and I'm going to be healed. It's easy sometimes when we get busy with things and responsibilities to start to forget some of the things that we would even tell other people to do. If you were discipling someone that was a new believer, you could probably tell them a lot of good things that they should do. But it is so easy in our own lives to actually drop some of those things and be missing out on some of the things that are available to us. We end up then filling our lives up with other things and, and while it can all be good stuff, we can start to miss out on the vibrancy that comes from living a connected life where we are actively connecting with the promises of God. The scripture says that we have not because we ask not. Have you ever had a situation that you've been quite concerned about and then realized you haven't even asked God about that? I have. And I think to myself, what am I thinking? I'm asking other people to pray. I haven't even asked God myself for help in this particular situation. Have you ever done that? Why? Because the enemy working to try to get you to forget that you are called to press through and connect with his promises. You are called to f- press through and connect with the word of God. You know, I have had such incredible breakthroughs by making declarations and declaring the word of God. You know, the scripture tells us that we've been given the keys of the kingdom. They've been avail- made available to us. Hallelujah. I have the keys of the kingdom. Whatever I say, I'll have like. I can speak. I speak not as Catherine, but it's no longer Catherine who lives, but Christ who lives in Catherine. The one who made the world with his words now has given me that same power, and I have that available. But I sometimes forget to use it at its maximum capacity. Perhaps you don't, but I occasionally forget to maximize this incredible gift. So the Holy Spirit's been stirring me up again to say, hey, What are you doing with what I've given you? We are feeling it right now in the Holy Spirit that it is the time of rain and we need to ask for rain in the time of rain. But we also need to wake up and realize to him who has, more will be given. But we also need to recognize that we need to steward well what we have been given. What have we been given? The whole word of God. I mean, it's all yours. You can take it and you can begin to use it. If you believe that it's no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you, you can begin to speak to these mountains and they will be removed and cast into the sea. We go around and we think, oh, I'm dealing with this issue and I'm dealing with this issue. We can talk to each other and, and get recommendations about what you know, what might be able to do. And we so easily fall back into the pattern of the world and let our thinking be conformed to the pattern of the world when the Lord's trying to wake us up and say, hey, wake up and speak to the mountain. God needs us to start determining in our hearts to press through and connect with his words so that we become doers of the word and not hearers only. So that we don't deceive ourselves and allow ourselves to become part of the crowd. But instead, be the ones who will say, I'm going to press through. I'm going to have that. I'm going to connect with your word today. In worship, I'm not just going to have a nice time warming up and thinking a few nice thoughts about God. I'm going to press through and I'm going to connect with him and I'm going to be refreshed. I'm going to be strengthened. My youth is going to be renewed like the eagle. I'm going to mount up. I'm going to have a new perspective. This is what's going to happen in worship today. You won't be late. You won't, you won't be looking around and thinking, I hope, I hope this goes well. You see, and this is what I love. I'm, I must say, I love our church. I love our church. I'm so happy that we have so many passionate worshipers. But I used to say, when we first started our Friday night meetings, I'd say, I think you could play Mary had a little lamb and people would connect with God. Because they'd be like, yes, she did. She had the Lamb of God and it was awesome. Oh, God, you're so amazing. You know, it just, it wouldn't have mattered. And it wouldn't have mattered if it was done in the wrong key. Because people weren't there to be entertained. They were there to connect with God. You see, we can get hung up on so many things and get all the conditions have to be just right. But God's saying, I'm inviting you. I'm looking for those who will press past all the distractions, all the the weights, all the worries, all the things that could distract them or occupy them. And who will press through and say, I'm going to have that. If you want to be awakened, though, what you feed is what will grow. You're here on a Sunday afternoon. Well done. You are feeding your spirit with a a hunger to know God more. You walk out of this place hungering to spend more time with him, hungering to be with him more. But if you stayed away from church for a few weeks, you you didn't have, you know, you weren't listening to the word of God, you weren't being encouraged by each other, pretty soon your mind would be filled up with Netflix and, you know, whatever's going on. Whatever you're feeding on starts to then fill up your head and you'll start to be distracted. Squirrel, over there. Because that's human nature. But praise the Lord, we've been given the nature of Christ and he's looking for us to let him take over. He's looking for us not to be led by our our, our natural senses, but to be led by the Spirit of God. Those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. God has invited us into a life of supernatural, glorious things where he's promised us, me, you, that greater works than these shall they do. Yay. Have you ever thought about that? It's a dinner bell waiting for you to respond to. He's just waiting for you to say, Great, I'll have that. Thank you very much. And then to not change the subject, to go after it until you're eating it, till you're having it, and then until you're seeing more and you're seeing it reproduced through you. <laughs> Hallelujah. But I believe as we begin to do this, as we begin to press in and say, I'll have it. If you really want something, you won't be distracted from it. If you're hungry, you're really hungry. Then it's not that easy to be distracted from going and finding food. Because the hunger keeps gnawing and you're like, i not going to have it. You take food into a, a starving village. They're not going to be distracted by whatever else is going on when the truck rolls in. They're going to have it at all costs. They're going to have what what they need, what they're longing for. We need to start remembering and talking to ourselves and reminding ourselves that it's, thank you, God, it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. My spirit is alive. The spirit of God is on the inside of me. So what does my spirit want? What does my spirit want today? Instead of just going with whatever feeling I might have or whatever thought I might have, what does my spirit want? Oh, my spirit wants to see the quadriplegics walking and the the lame walking, the blind seeing. My spirit longs to see people connecting with the Father and discovering Him as Lord and Savior. My spirit longs to be with Him, to worship Him. Whatever it is that the Holy Spirit puts on your heart, The Lord is also giving you power to see it happen and manifest. He doesn't tease us. He gives you the desires of your heart. And he's waiting for you to go, God, I'm going to connect with this. I recognize this is an invitation. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to respond to it. You can get an invitation in the mail to a wedding. But if you don't actually respond and then get up and go to it, you don't get to enjoy it. We've all been given amazing invitations and God is waiting for us to start pressing through and connecting. He's looking for us to make a choice every day in this season of outpouring. God, am I going to coast and be part of the crowd that gets excited that, Yay, good things are happening, or am I going to be the one that connects and receives? Am I going to be the one that presses through and says, I'm going to have that no matter what the cost. I know it is, it is worth everything to have all that you've put in my heart to see happen and manifest on the earth. You've created me, Christ. You in me, you have a plan and a purpose and a destiny, and you want to see that fulfilled and manifested here. So, Father, I thank you. We agree. Let's see it happen. What's it going to look like today? And then, as you feed yourself on what you're going after, it'll grow. You, you know, I've, from when I were, the Lord first called me to really um, start believing for miracles, I have fed myself on testimonies. And I, I would, before I knew of people in my own country that were being healed, I would look at YouTube videos of every testimony I could get from Catherine Corman, John G. Legg, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, A.A. A. Allen, anything I could get, I would watch it. I would listen to it. I'd read it. I'd find out about it because I wanted to see that stuff manifest in my life. You see, I could have spent my time watching soap operas, And I think what would have manifested in my life was soap operas. But it's my choice. I'm free to do what I want to do. What do you really want? And how much do you really want it? Because your spirit, oh, your spirit, your born-again spirit is craving to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask, hope, or imagine, is craving for the spirit of God to be manifested in your workplace, is craving to be the light of the world. Hallelujah. And if you don't respond to that, you will find yourself living in a frustration that, your, that causes... Um, your natural desires to be continually looking for something else because deep within you're not being satisfied. The Father's looking for us to wake up and begin to determine in our hearts, this is what I want. What do I want? What does my spirit want? Okay that's what I'm going after. I'm not going to get caught up in this drama. I'm not going to get caught up in that gossip. I'm not going to get caught up in that issue. I'm going for what I know he's called me to do. I know he's put this in my heart. I'm going after this. I'm going to feed on this. I'm going to fill my head with this. I'm going to go after it. I'm not going to change the subject because I know if I touch him, I'm going to have it. Be doers of the word and not just hearers, deceiving yourself. Don't deceive yourself because you'll just frustrate yourself. And the kindness of God, he won't let you go, you know. It'll gnaw away in there. Because he has a desire to see you walk in the fulfillment, the fullness of the promises that he has for you. He has promises for your family. They're in the book. He has promises for your health. They're in the book. He has promises for your life. They're all there. If you're living and not seeing the reality of those promises fulfilled in your life, he's saying it's a dinner bell waiting for you to press through and obtain. He's waiting for us to open our mouths and begin to ask, begin to decree, begin to speak out, not as orphans or people sitting at a distance trying to see something happen, but as ones that are ruling and reigning on the earth with him and walking in faith and beginning to make declarations, knowing that as we speak, things are being created and and set in motion. What are you doing with what you've got? What are you doing to connect with the promises of God? Many of you know already what to do. It's time now to start doing it. Holy Spirit, I'm asking for your help. Lord, that you would help us recognize, Lord, where we're missing out through being self-deceived, God. Holy Spirit, help us. Wake us up to recognize your divine dinner bells your divine invitations, and help us to respond. Father, help us to press through and receive what you want to give. Lord, we ask Holy Spirit for your help. Thank you. Thank you for the awakening that's upon us. We say, yes, bring it on, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to pray for some people in just a few minutes, and then we're going to take communion in hearing such wonderful stories of people being healed and Oh, receiving such wonderful encouragements in communion. I've been so blessed to see the way that you've been deliberately and intentionally been pursuing family. People coming along on Tuesday nights to prayer meetings and, and uh, in their homes, having run one another round to eat together, to talk together, to encourage each other, going out after the service and ringing people through the week just to see how they're doing. You know every one of us are called to bear one another's burdens to we're we're called to be our brothers keepers hallelujah to look after each other and to take care of one another and that's what family does hallelujah to be led by the spirit prompted to be a blessing you have the capacity to be a blessing to so many people you need to be asking lord the lord when you come to church who do you want me to connect with tonight? Who do you want me to be a blessing to? What do you want me to do? Have you got something that you want—a a word of encouragement you want me to bring? I mean, Kevin, where's Kevin and Chrissy? Kevin just brought me a, a, just a scripture a, a, a prophetic word that the Lord had given him to encourage me. He just brought it to church and was very humble and just, you know, saying, "Well, you know, if this sits well with you, I just want to be an encouragement." It's like a present. Yay! Thank you, Jesus. You could do that for people every week. Find a scripture to encourage them. I mean, so long as it's encouraging and not judgmental or nasty. Do the prophetic school. Hallelujah. We'll teach you how to do that. <laughs> but God's looking for us to re- release the love of God, to encourage one another. Amen. Father, thank you for your grace. Holy Spirit, come. Thank you for your help here.